Welcome to Design and Style, a podcast for designers by designers. And I am Rachel with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. I have my co-host here with me, Miss Designing Dixie. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> I love that name. I know. I yeah. love Designing Dixie. Like, it's the perfect yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Dixie is the perfect name, first of all. It's so cute. And we have a special guest, Miss Glamour Nest herself, Jessica McClendon. You can't see this on iTunes, but that's that's clam yeah. jazz hands. We're doing jazz hands. We jazz love hands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love jazz hands. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> so. so a little bit about Jessica. I love this. She says that her style can best be described as casual glamour. She's that laid-back gal who loves fancy things and wears ripped jeans with Valentinos at backyard barbecues. I love that. That's a true. Friday night pizza on her best china because why wouldn't you? And fried chicken, KFC fried chicken. (laughs) Um, She loves incorporating the feeling of casual glamour into all of her spaces. And she thinks that everything should be able to be touched, used, and enjoyed. And I think it's really cool that you studied theater at Texas Christian University. I did. I actually, I went there on scholarship. That's uh, acting paid for my education. Wow. And also um, costume design. So I also did costume design while I was there. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Got some creativity flowing through your veins. Mm -hmm. For sure. But you also have some business. I do. I recently learned about myself. I like... I took this personality test. Um, uh, it's called the how to fascinate personality test. And I learned that I'm an artisan. And so that is why I use both right and left sides of my brain. And so it kind of helps you like reframe. It helped me reframe that as a positive thing because yeah. being very systematic and really logical, I always kind of thought like, well, I'm not this like mad genius designer. Like that's actually, you know, I'm too logical. I'm not creative, but so anyhow, that was an interesting test for me to take. What is it called? I got to write this down. It's how to called fascinate? the, it's called like how to fascinate and Sally Hawks mm-hmm. or something. I can't remember exactly. Yes. I have a feeling I would come up as an artisan too, because mm-hmm. I'm not like, sometimes I look at the creativity of people and I'm like, they blow me away. Like, yeah. I'm like how? Yeah, like, I wish I was Iris. You know, it's like, I see yeah. Iris, and I'm like, I wish I was Iris. I'm yeah. not Iris. Like, not. yeah, like, full throttle creative. Mm-hmm. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, almost verging on a little bit, a little bit crazy. Yes, like crazy. <laughs> like, I'm actual like, crazy. Oh. Like, a mad genius. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, please. Exactly. So, did, so theater... Um, costume design. So you had, you're like me, you had an organic pass into design, correct? Yeah. It, it's kind of weird. It's very personal in a way. Like when I was younger, my family was extremely poor. So mm. I actually grew up, my first home was my mom and dad's window tinting shop. Oh. And, um, which, you know, it was not good. It was not a yeah. good situation, yeah. but we, they would go and tent, um, these houses like in Colleyville and South Lake, like these mansions and they would bring mm-hmm. me with them. And that sort of started just this like fascination with like homes and houses. And uh, like, I remember getting like the, the pottery barn catalog and the Spiegel catalog. And as like a six year old, like 
looking through and going to the library and like getting books on architecture. I was very obsessed with like um, Victorian and all of that. Uh So, so that's kind of where it started. We got our first home when I was in third grade and my mom let like we decorated that room first oh, wow so wow. it was like you know I had stenciled roses and doilies everywhere Aww. and so that's kind of where that really started for me I also decorated shoe boxes so it's like something I've always loved it just was never anything on my radar in terms of like a career Mm-hmm. which is like weird I don't really know why and then I got involved in theater in high school it ended up getting me a scholarship that's I thought that that's what I was going to do was you know be an actress or something like that and then when I moved out here to Los Angeles acting is really difficult I mean you're told a lot of things to your face that are very hurtful um I mean I think I was I was told some things that are like you know now I'm fine but at the time and so it almost became like an outlet and I reached out to like a design company and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like I will come and work for free just to learn like just Mm to you know learn how you guys do things and then that firm ended up eventually hiring me and then that's kind of that was like sort of the first step in a life of design and from there, I realized that this is what I wanted to do. And my mom was like, you know, this was your first love. Like, you're not actually giving up. Because I was like, I'm giving up on acting. And she's like, no, this was your first love. You needed to go through all of that to rediscover what your calling was sort of thing. So, yeah. and even if, the, you know, yeah. So that's kind of how I, the path that got me to where I am. Wow. That's great. I used to be a model booker. I uh, worked oh. for um, a men's clothing catalog for uh, about 10 years. And so mm-hmm. I was, I was always super nice, you know, cause we mm-hmm. do like these casting calls and stuff like that. I'd had, you know, there were models, so they'd have to actually get down to their underwear. And I was used to take photos of these. <clears> and it was <throat> such a great job. And <laughs> yeah, right, especially <laughs> when it's like sexy men. <laughs> was because yeah and um yeah so I was but I was always so nice so I never I never understand I someone told me one time I mean I already like I I'm not like I'm not a heavy person naturally but you know like I would have to start like I could not eat to be a size two right Um, you know even a four was like really difficult for me and it would just be like you have to lose weight you have to lose weight Someone told me, yeah, this was my favorite one. One person told me, you're too ugly to be the girl next door or the, the, the friend. You're too ugly. Oh, no, you're too ugly to be the ingenue, but you're too pretty to be the sidekick. So there's just really no place for you. It's one of those things I had to be like, okay, I'm going to hold in my tears. Yeah. I'll walk out the door. You know, so it was just, um, yeah, it just, it, when I started learning more about myself, it just ended up not being the sort of uh, conducive to, I think, the life I wanted. And I really think God had a hand in all of that, too, because I think now, like, if I had made it, I think I'd probably be maybe miserable. Like, I don't think that that really was yeah. what I was supposed right. to do in the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like great training for uh, Facebook Lives. Just yeah, right? <laughs> See, that's why. That's why I have to work myself up. I'm like, because I have all these, like, stories where I'm like, oh, your ears stick out. You do this. You have a vein popping out of your forehead. All the things. It's so crazy, the stories. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, 
So you are a small design firm. You have an mm -hmm. assistant. Mm -hmm. And um, I went through your summer series that you did with Miss Paper Moon. I was so impressed with, um, I really was, like I fell in love with you head over heels on that series. And I went immediately and purchased your um, bundle, your design bundle, which we'll, we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important because we have a lot of solos here and small mm -hmm. firms here. Um, what's super important is, you know, I think there's that beginning stage where you're like, okay, I need the website, I need the Facebook page, I need this, I need my first client, I need, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's kind mm -hmm. of that, right? But then as you settle into that and you, you're, you know, and you're not so worried about, you know, long dry spells and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think like where I was over the summer is <clears throat> I really was missing that client experience. Mm -hmm. I am not a process person. I worked in banking and before, before this iteration of my business and I love processes. I love processes. Mm -hmm. I can follow them, but my mind does not think to create. So it was such a blessing to come across your course and your uh, process bundle because I can follow it, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I just don't think like that. Like, but every, when, when I saw how you put it together, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, I could like see that flow and I kind of felt bad for my clients. Like not that I give them a bad experience, but I didn't intentionally give them any experience at all. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> Dixie, I, I shared with you some of, uh, I know Dixie's like, yeah, you kind of, uh, yeah. The second she, the second she got the download, she was like, oh my gosh, you have, have you seen My mind was blown. It was yeah. so beautiful. She on just talking and talking and talking. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I have seen glimpses and it is amazing. Thank you. Very logical. <laughs> I think I'm like I'm accepting. She's I'm like, receiving. I received that. Let me let the sweat yes. drip down a little. <laughs> it just, just, and I'm one of those people too who um, I always any of those person right brain left brain tests. I'm always right in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I love the logic and the processes. Mm -hmm. I also love that. If you get it, you don't have to come up with them yourself because you've already done the work. He's done the work. Yeah. It's, it's like so 80% is done. Yeah. And that's what I think is also so great about process. Like just processes in general. I think when we hear about them, we, we get very overwhelmed about like right. what that means. Like it's a whole operations manual and I have to have this big book and it has to be in this boring, you know, talk or whatever and it, and it doesn't it, it literally can be just starting with one area like okay this is how I respond to an initial inquiry I'm going to document that I'm going to template the email and mm -hmm. and and you've done it you know and then it's like as you do a few more you revise it you know I'm I still revise things anytime an issue comes up it, it, with a client or something that wasn't clear then I know okay I need to go back Mm -hmm. and sort of refine. So it's like just also looking at all of your, I guess your experiences as like learning opportunities as well. You know, it's like anytime you have an issue, it's like that is an opportunity to not be frustrated, but to say, okay, how could I, how could I have communicated better? How could I have um, it prepared them better? If, the, if there was nothing I could do about this, like how could I prepare my client better? But also if, if, if there is something I can do about it, what can be done to help avoid this 
in the future and just like documenting it and having that checklist, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's communication is like, you know, you think you've said whatever it is. We fill in the blanks like so much. And like, I would say too, like what I tell people, you know, in my, my free email series. um, So like on the front end of your business, yes. Like you you don't necessarily want to have like whole long paragraphs of things. Like I get that because you want people to really understand things quickly on the back end of your business. You want it to be concise, obviously as concise as you can, but you are better writing it down to protect yourself. So like if your client doesn't read it, that's actually not your fault because you put it in there and you had them Mm -hmm. sign it. So it always gives you that courage to be, well, you know, in the welcome packet that you signed, you know, Uh I I said this. And so I have, I'm not good at boundaries. And so that has given me courage to, to kind of make my clients um, uh, accountable because they Mm -hmm. are to a certain, you know, to a certain extent, they really are accountable. Exactly. I love that too, because I, again, bringing like my banking back in and I I was a notary too. So we would go through loan docs and I've always gone through my contract, just like, well, this Mm -hmm. part says this and this part says this. And it's a very quick over, like you're, you're responsible for like Mm -hmm. actually going in and reading it, but Mm -hmm. I'll give you a little thing. So you know what your work, what we're entering into. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I, but I just love, I love that. I love actually when I can see the marriage of two yeah. things mm-hmm. that I've done. Cause I remember when I made the jump, I was like, oh, like, what did I just do the last eight years? But mm-hmm. really it was, it was a kind Super of a gift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It and then like part of the other thing too, is using your brand to help make those contracts and things more enjoyable. It's like, no one likes to read a contract, you know, no one likes to necessarily read a welcome packet, but having them visually pleasing and using your brand voice and making them sort of fun and playful, that definitely helps Mm -hmm. them read more. And then past that, at least you've done your due diligence, you've done what you can. And then from there, the client does need to be, have some accountability in terms of, you know, what is also their responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So And your stuff is so pretty. Beautiful. I know. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it looks so good. And that was, that was one of those things that I did it in Canva, but don't tell Ms. Paper Moon. (laughs) Like Photoshop. She has to teach me her ways. Until she teaches me her ways, I have to use Canva. Right. Exactly. Nobody to blame but herself because she she has to teach me. In case you don't know who we're talking about, we are talking about Stephanie Owens, Ms. Paper Moon, who is we call, we're now biz wives. That we, that's yeah. what we call each other. Yeah. She's my biz wife. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I love that you do at first is, in, in your checklist um, to your assistant, is like all the things she needs to get onboarded on, like your paper mm-hmm. post and, you know, just stuff like that. Like, let's just get this, like, stuff that mm-hmm. I, you know. And it's great. It's because even if you are a solopreneur, having that checklist makes it, you, it makes it where you don't forget, you know? So that's actually where I started. I did, I, you know, haven't always had an assistant, but when I started documenting things, it made it where I was not forgetting things. I was, you know, I, I knew what I needed to do. I knew where I was. And then when I started the hiring process and I did get an assistant, it was so much easier to delegate things because she had clear expectations. She knew exactly what she was supposed Mm -hmm. to do. She knew what that looked like. 
And then she wasn't expected to read my mind and then do a bad job or represent me in a way that I didn't want to be represented to my clients, you know? So even when you hire, you have to sort of, you do have to equip the people who work for you. You have to set them up for success and they can't be successful in representing you in your business. If you haven't shown them what a job looks like when it's completed, what you expect, you know, it's like the templated emails, even it's like that helps her so much when people send emails asking questions, there are templated emails for her to pull from so that she knows how you greet someone, how you sign off, how I want this, you know, yes, she has to sort of edit, but at least it gives her this framework, if that makes sense. And she knows a little bit of what your voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know that you use yay a lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, that's easy to recreate. Mm -hmm. It sounds authentically like Jessica. Yeah, yeah. And I use GoDaddy because you can just you can save templated emails. So I have templated emails. It's like first inquiry, it's like titled first inquiry. So when she, when we get an inquiry in, she opens up that email and it is already templated. She just has to fill in a few little things. She sends it off. They come back. The next email is already in there, you know? So it's also, it's nice to have that as well. Like that's how I do it. Well, and I'm thinking too, how many jobs have you had of your life where you get in there and they're like, okay, we need you to do stuff. And that's it. (laughs) My first two, so my very first job at a design firm was actually, I worked, it was like the devil wears Prada. Like she, (laughs) it it was, it was, it was just like dry. Like, you know, there were no systems. There were no processes. She wanted me to take care of things. If no matter what I did, I did it wrong. So I should have negotiated down for this person. But then when I do negotiate down for another person, it was, well, no, you should have charged high, you know, but there was nothing for me. I constantly had a stomach ache. Anytime she would call, my stomach would like hurt because I just, I never knew what to do. And I never wanted to be that kind of boss either, you know? And also she didn't have a very clear brain. You know, it's like she didn't have a clear process. And I don't really think that she was probably a very profitable business in the end. Well, I know she wasn't. There were times when I was worried about (laughs) even having a paycheck. Like, like, you know, I'd be like, well, crap, like there's no money in the account, you know? So it's like, I think, you know, having, and she, and she would also just choose things for clients and then make drapes without having the client approve, look at the fabric, approve the sample, you know, like all Mm. those things that you can do to protect yourself and make sure the client is super clear on things she didn't do. And then what, you're just going to be out $5,000 because you didn't make sure that the client wanted those drapes. That doesn't make any sense. So I actually... I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot of great things. Like she's, she was one of those genius people. I feel like, like yeah. very yeah. talented. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot that way. And, but I also learned a lot of things about like what not to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, those are better the best to learn lessons. it working they're for painful. somebody else. Yeah. Right? They're painful. Exactly. It would be like, yeah. mm, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So we're talking about in your interior design bundle. um, I love, okay, so I love that. Well, I love you. You have your, uh, what is it like, um, let us celebrate you page or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, and so you don't have to like exactly ask them certain things, but you ask things like what, holidays do you celebrate? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like directly asking certain things, you know, I love how you've done that where you can find out 
a little bit. Yeah. And, and it just, that again, that's part of that creating that client experience. So there's two parts to sort of my philosophy. There's controlling the client experience or controlling their perception of their experience by having those clear processes, letting them know like, this is step one, this is step two, this is step three. Um, so that's sort of the first part. And then the second part is that creating something special for them. Because in the end, like we are a luxury, like even yes. if we're bringing design to the masses, it's still a luxury. It should still feel special. And I, I use a lot of like personality, like I mentioned earlier, even like the artisan or whatever, like I like to know things about myself because then I, because I always use that in my business to get mm -hmm. even more clear on my brand, who I am and how I can sort of like authentically create an experience. So my strengths finder, like one of them, one of my strengths is, um, empathetic, you know, like I'm very relationship oriented. And so like, that is something that I've been able to bring into my business and make my clients feel special. So that's like something that I can do really easy. It's part of the onboarding process. Uh, part of my assistant checklist is that she sends the client this email, also introducing herself, yes. letting them know that she's the one to contact yes. if you have questions yes. on the delivery. She's the one that. to contact if you have, don't, don't text Jessica. She'll, she'll yeah. never get back to you. <laughs> I'm your gal, you know, kind of thing. So I it's like a boundary that. thing, Yeah. but it's also like, Hey, I'm here for you. And then it has that link to that Google form where it says like, and, and you don't have to fill it out, but it's kind of right. like, there'll be treats for you, if yeah. you, do, you know, kind of thing. And so I do think it's really important um, that people feel, you know, celebrated and it, it can be done in little ways and in big ways. So, um, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah, I do send out like paper cards. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important when you celebrate Christmas, it's really nice to get a Merry Christmas card. Yes. When you celebrate yeah. Hanukkah, it's really nice to get a happy Hanukkah card and have that sort of part of your life. Uh, I guess like appreciated or noticed, you know, right. I, instead of just like a glossy happy holidays, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. um, I think it's really important. I do paperless postcards. I send I Passover, I send yes. Passover and Easter cards, you know, and, and I just try and do those little things. I send a, I do send a paper Valentine's card. And then Aww. I also, yeah. Cause I just think it kind of goes with my brand, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. I love Valentine's cards cause they're also pretty. I know. Um, and, and it's like so funny to me cause clients really do feel they feel special. It's like something as small as a card and they're like, Oh my gosh, I got your Valentine's card. It's so pretty. I have it hanging up. And mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Like, and my husband didn't even get me one. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I also use that information. I do a gift at the presentation. So nice. I, again, like, so my brand is really playful. I make a lot of jokes about things and I'm sort of like a, let's call a spade a spade. Like, yes. Yes. we're about to spend some money and it's not going to like for some of you, it's not going to be easy, you know? So mm -hmm. I, most of my clients drink. I don't know what that says about me. I drink as well. So, um, part of my sort of let us celebrate with you questionnaire has like, what is your favorite drink? What's your favorite dessert kind of thing. So, um, I always bring them their favorite drink. I have a little tag on it that says drink this to make writing checks easier. So it's basically like get yourself drunk. Write yes. a bunch of checks. Yes. <laughs> and then I have some envelopes that are already like addressed to me and have stamps. And then, it, you know, really cheap, like really simple, like pretty yeah. envelopes, self-addressed with some stamps. With a like, little cheap. $5. And it says, this makes sending checks easier. So again, that keeps the project going. They yeah. already have, you know, because it's like, why do you not get checks most of the time? Right. Yeah. It's because exactly. people, you know, and yeah. for items, I... 
people can pay with a credit card for items, but then they get charged a fee, like yeah. if they go through me. So sometimes they want to pay with checks so that they can avoid that. So I always just provide that, you know. I'm so glad you brought that up because I literally had that written down on one of the things I wanted to talk about because mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite <clears throat> things because, you know, so many designers have such a hard time talking about money. Mm -hmm. That is a huge struggle. And if you add that playfulness in it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't have to be like, not everybody has that, that personality, yeah. but at the same time, you know, you can be like, and here you go. I have had so many people, same thing, not, that's why I use, started with my dough. Cause I'm like, I need people to pay me. I don't know how many mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. a check can still get to you in a day or two. Yeah. How many times people told me they sent me a check, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I ended up like having, you know, I'm going to drive over. And mm -hmm. if I, when I receive that check you sent that mm -hmm. never, you know what I mean? I won't, yeah. Have, you know, yeah. so like it was, it's a tough one. I still even struggle, even with all of my stuff in place. There are still moments when I'm like, even the other day I, I met with a client, a, a new potential client and you know, I had gotten, she had gone through all of my processes. So she did seem like a good fit. And then when we met in person she was like, Oh, you know, like you are a little on the higher side for us, you know, for, you know, rooms. And I actually have a really hard time with boundaries. I have to work on my mindset all the time. Cause again, that fraud syndrome comes in because mm -hmm. I didn't go to school for this. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm charging too much. Am I worth it? And, and I start, you know, freaking out on the inside. Um, so in that, in that instance, you know, I continued to do a great job for the consultation, you know, that's being paid for. And when I left, I took two days, I sent her like an email that was like, keep a lookout at the, keep your lookout in the inbox, you know, Emphasis on two business days is when you'll start getting proposals from me. And I had to spend that time kind of praying and meditating about it and, and, and being like, no, I'm going to send what I cost and it's okay if she doesn't hire me. She mm -hmm. can go to someone else and that's, and that's totally fine. And that will be a blessing for like another designer mm -hmm. who she's a better fit for, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and I just have to. I have to let it see where it falls, but yeah. <clears throat> you know, the, the money thing is, I think that's like a constant struggle, but like mm -hmm. having all of those things, I think having the systems in place, they do help. Um, they help me have courage, you know, mm -hmm. like, because before I meet with a client for like a consultation, it says like reminder, you know, like I do expect payment, you know, I don't, I actually don't get payment ahead of time, but I think some people do. And I even thought I about do. changing to that. Yeah. I now, do. but I do, you know, it's like just doing those things to kind of get that, right. get that in place because then it gives you more courage to be like, oh yeah, remember how I said you had to pay me? It's time, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's time for that to happen. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. That's, that's such a, such a struggle for so many mm -hmm. I think we love it. Like we love what we do and we would do it for free. And so I think sometimes that actually is very detrimental to us because mm. we don't vet what comes to us so easily we undervalue, but, yeah. but other people can't do it. You know, it's yeah. like, even in my, in my scope of work proposal, I talk about how like, you can't really quantify what I do. Like it's loosely based, like this proposal is loosely based on time, but I could be brushing my teeth and like have an idea. Oh my gosh. The and shower what, the I'm only car. supposed to charge you for five minutes because it yeah. took me five minutes when your brain couldn't, your brain can't do what my brain can do. 
and it took me five minutes so long yeah. like you're like i'm blocked i'm blocked i'm blocked yeah you're like trying to do all yeah okay i'm gonna go for a walk okay i'm gonna go for a drop i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that you yeah. know and i call it ass in chair where i'm like sometimes you just gotta put your ass in your chair <laughs> and make a design <laughs> Yeah, and then let it let it start formulating mm -hmm. as you go, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So good. So you also so really want we're gonna we'll talk about the your your awesome offer to our members, but you're also coming up with and this I'm totally gonna pop on this when that this comes out, um, on how to hire your Yes. Mm -hmm. employee, yeah, right? like I want to do like an entire systems course eventually um, that would also include hiring an employee, but I am also happy to share if y'all want to know any tidbits right now. Give me some tidbits. Give okay. Some, yeah. <laughs> so I almost treat hiring an employee like um, figuring out like potential clients to a certain extent. So I have like my employee welcome packet, like once I've hired them even, that's like, hey, this is my personality, this is how I roll, this is some quirks you probably need to know about me, <laughs> these are things that like, I, like I'll like i be pissed off, like pretty much yeah. like if this doesn't happen, you know, but like yeah. again, in that yeah. playful way, also yeah. super excited about them. But how I usually started out is, um, you know, I do a posting. The posting is almost also how I will like, sort of try to get clients to self-select. So mm -hmm. it's like, I will say like, you're someone who loves following systems and processes. You're super detail oriented. You, you know, you can't go to sleep at night when something is left undone. You, you know, so it's like almost describing them to themselves so they can be like, oh yeah, like I'm that person. That's me. Check, check. So check. that's like, yeah. So then that's sort of like the first thing. And then of course I do all the other boring, like job posting things. Like these are the skills required and blah, blah, blah. But I do that first thing to sort of help them like be like, am I that person? And then when I, um, I get their resumes, the people that I decide I'm going to work with, I will, um, set up a, you know, an interview time and I send them sort of like a short little questionnaire and it's loosely based off the Colby personality test it's like a test for your cognizant skills mm. and based on if they if they come and they don't do that not interested yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. didn't do it it's you know and then I sort of look at that to kind of see because there's no right or wrong answer the way it's sort of like the Colby test it's like really interesting because there's no right or wrong answer it's just to kind of figure out like who you are as like a a person like I'm super I'm a high researcher I'm a high fact finder like and so so there's no right or wrong. So it's like kind of hard to explain. There's no right or wrong answer. So they don't necessarily know that they're, they don't know what answer I'm looking for because right. you can't really tell from that. Mm -hmm. And if I think, you know, based on the interview and, and sort of their answers on that, I will try to narrow it down to like three people Ooh. from there. I will send them the Myers-Briggs personality test. And, and I get that back because I also kind of want to see like, okay, as me as a per like my personality, can I deal with that person? Do they have, um, do they have things that I lack? Like sometimes you want people to have the, the, the strengths that you don't have, like negotiating skills or being okay, like not being so sensitive. Like I'm extremely sensitive. Like I'll, I'll probably cry when I get off this like podcast, you know, like it's <laughs> I'm in a puddle. I'm going to be yeah, in a puddle. Like, I'm just like one of those people. And so that kind of helps me then narrow it down, you know, to, maybe one, maybe two. Mm -hmm. um, I'll usually narrow it down to like one with my 
backup and then I pay to have them take the Colby test. And that is like $50. I think it's roughly around $50. I have them take it so that I can make sure that their numbers and their results are in line with the type of job I'm having them do. So my assistant is, she's, you know, she is ordering, she's doing bookkeeping, she's entering receipts, she's, I'm like, you know, I'm in love with your assistant. Yeah. <laughs> All she's keeping I track hate. of things. So it's like the people who come into the room and are like, I'm a go getter. I'm happy to like people who are kind of like us are actually not good for that job. No, right. They're not detail oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny because when people come in and they're super fun, that's who I'm attracted to. And so this system helps me not get in my own way in terms of hiring the right person because the right person isn't always good in the room for this job. If I was hiring a junior designer, then I'd be looking for different, you know, so then when they take the Colby test, I'm able to see, okay, they're high on researching, they're high on fact finding, they're high on follow through. Um, they're low on, um, you know, quick start or what, you know, it's like some like quick starts or kind of like entrepreneurial people were like, shiny, shiny, shiny. It's like, I don't want that person. I want the person who will finish the job. I'm that person. Yes. So, um, so then that kind of affirms for me that yes, they have the right natural cognizant skills for this boring job that I don't want, you know, like that I don't want to do. And it also keeps me from hiring someone who gets resentful. You know, it's like if you hire a junior designer, or a person who wants to be a designer to be your bookkeeper, your admin person, they will be miserable. They will start to resent you, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you just don't want that. You want the people who their unique brilliance or their zone of genius is doing that stuff. Like they like doing it. And so I've actually had, I mean, most of my assistants, I mean, I've had like two year sort of turnarounds, which Mm -hmm. is actually like on average, like really good for this kind of position. Mm -hmm. And so that, that whole system has really helped um, with that. So I, I know it. it's a lot. I'm going to document no, it at I'm some point and love. like share it in a blog post or something. I have like yeah. blog posts I'm working on, but that's sort of what I do for hiring. I love that so mm-hmm. much. I know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that just take like, I, cause I've literally been worried about that. Like, you know, need to get <clears> to that need to do it but mm-hmm. you know and all those things that you talked about that she does are all the things I don't want to do yeah I don't want to do it I don't yeah. want to do it I don't like it when clients email me for things and it's even got it's like great because I that's the stuff that she likes to do she's good at it you know oh, she likes like you know on her computer and like doing all the things whereas I just have like wadded up receipts uh-huh. like, I don't know what to do with these <laughs> Here, take them. Yeah, we have a whole them. system for that too. As soon as I buy anything, I take a picture on my phone of the receipt and I put it into Dropbox in the receipts to enter. So she just always has her receipts there. That's my system. For that. Smart. Oh, mm-hmm. So I don't have to have my wadded up. I just grab them all out of my Just as soon as you like that way, because I lose them. I wad them up. I like write notes on they them. They fade and they fade. Yes. Like okay. if, you, if I wait too long to reconcile, I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that this is for. And also, I'm like, seriously, IRS, you think that you're going to be able to read this receipt after seven years? Right, right, yes. Please. Yes, Yes. (laughs) exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. This has been so much fun. I know. I really, really want to talk about um, how people can get your, and you're welcome, designers, before you go ahead and pull the trigger on this one, because I love it. I think I I'm so happy it's helpful. I did. I have gotten lots of emails from people who have bought it, who have said it was really helpful. And so, are oh, you selling? Exciting. You're selling it via your Etsy shop, right? It's called yes, the my Etsy shop bundle. 
the interior design bundle. I dropped the price down to $97. And for design and style listeners, there is a promo code they can use to get an extra 10% off. So it goes, so it's design and style is the perfect. Perfect. Um, And that's from today until September 1st. And then the promo code's gone. And then it's gone. And then it's gone. And then it's back up to 97. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so they can, so they can go straight to the Etsy bundle or the Etsy shop, or they can also, um, go to Ms. Glamournest.com. There is a landing page there and you can sign up for my free email, um, course that sort of goes through sort of my teachings on, um, controlling the client experience, using your brand to communicate that and then uh talks a lot about boundaries and then also creating that unique client experience and so that gets stripped out to you over the course of three days and then there is a link i think on like the last email to that shop but you might miss out on the promo code so um, yeah up to you guys however you want to do it that's great i mean i really love it we didn't even get into some of the meat and potatoes of it but it's yeah because about i mean boundaries has been one of my biggest challenges as an entrepreneur it's it's been one of my biggest biggest challenges as a person yeah so when you sort of meld like my work ethic with having no boundaries right right it equals me running myself into the ground so that that has been like the way you set your expectations, like mm-hmm. this, you know, we, and we all do, you know, I call mine snafu support because mm-hmm. something's going to go wrong. And some <laughs> projects, is. some projects is have like a dark cloud over it. I know. I'm like, we got to burn sage or get a priest in here you know? because nothing right. is going right. <laughs> but the awesome thing is in, in those ones where they've had a black cloud over it, where I'm the one, like, you know, I'm like, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Like blah, 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 blah. Like once we're through it, we mm-hmm. have gotten so tight as mm-hmm. a client um, designer, our relationship. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost like we went through the trenches together. Yeah. You know, we we're like army crawling through this. <laughs> yeah. project. Like, we're going to get this done. And so I love how you set the expectation of that. I think a lot of us need to like really hit that more than once. Like, well, I, mm-hmm. I mentioned oh, it. I have friendly you reminders. Know. I have it in the proposal that gets sent. Yes. I have like, I literally have it everywhere. Yeah. Friendly little reminders as per contract, friendly reminder <laughs> as per the welcome packet. This is one of those situations. And um, you validate their feelings. <clears throat> like, yeah. like, you know, you're, we know you're going to be excited before the thing, but you also might be like anxious. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gave you the proposal. you you might be second guessing. Mm-hmm. These are things that every single one oh, that happens designer. with yeah. all of us. It's like, as soon as you, I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, that would stop the well mm-hmm. you know those those after presentation emails of mm-hmm. you no know, just to, oh, then, it's amazing like, to me like the sort of feedback that i got when i did implement that sort of even just like how they're feeling because if you can read their mind and you can tell them how they feel before they feel it it's like automatic trust they're like mm-hmm. oh she knows like everything that's going on in my mind and my heart and she has my best interest and you know what i'm just going to trust her i'm going to go for it mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I, mm-hmm. It reminded me of, and this is like a really personal story, but I, I got divorced. I've had two husbands. I got divorced. I remember I went to my therapist mm-hmm. and right after my first one. And she said, 
you're either going to feel this way, this way, this way, this way. You're going to tell everybody. You're going to stay home and process it yourself before you tell anybody. You're going to do da 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 And she said, all four are absolutely normal. I don't mm-hmm. know which one. You might do a combo, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, so anytime I had this like emotion thing happen, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remembered like, yeah, oh, you're like, normal. okay, I'm doing Not the thing. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. move through it. I'll just, you know, it'll pass. Yeah. So it's same thing. It's an anxiety thing for our mm-hmm. clients. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I have You know, because it's like, even in the end, even if you're dealing with, quote unquote, a smaller budget, that also might be a big budget to them. It's still a lot of money, you know? And, and I think they talk about how money is the number one cause of divorce. You know, it's like our finances and money it is very tied up emotionally. And so as designers, we have to, we have to have our boundaries around money, but we also have to be really sort of empathetic and compassionate to our clients Mm -hmm. because they are trusting us with a large sum of money for the most important thing, their home. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So anybody listening out there today, please go and get this bundle. I swear it will change your life. It will, it, I literally changed the way I saw my business. Like, okay, this is a net because I think people remember experiences. Oh yeah. No, that's what I say. Like I'm not a G I'm not a design genius. Like I know there are other designers out there that my clients could hire and maybe even get a better pro like maybe even get a better design in the end. But I, but my clients, they all wait for me. They all, I mean, they will wait a month two months. I don't yeah. ever have to worry about them using, like, it's like unthinkable to them, you know? And I'm the same because I start, I, you know, I start with what people own. So I kind of do more redesign. Mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, coming in and, you know, bringing in the wallpaper, you know what I mean? There's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It's, it's like, it, I just, that's just my lane. It's mm-hmm. what I love, mm-hmm. you know? So, so same. Sometimes I look at like other designers all year. We're looking at architectural digest and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the they already love working with me. I love. I know that, but I can also up level that. Mm-hmm. Always take that up a notch. Mm-hmm. Too, you know? mm-hmm. So that I love. I want people to talk about my. You know how fun I was to work with. All the little things I did and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. That's how, really how I want people to remember. I know I can get the transformation done. Yeah, done it yeah. time after time yeah. after time for a decade. You know, mm-hmm. that's so almost like that is taken like backseat to the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so really, really awesome of you to create this product and yes. And I also, I hope that people also download or go ahead, even if you buy the bundle first, like still, if you haven't heard the webinar that I had done with um, Ms. Paper Moon, this email course is that content dripped out over three days. So, and it, yeah. there's a lot of helpful stuff that even in there about boundaries and how I sort of communicate boundaries and things like that, yeah. that might be helpful to people. I yeah. did. I actually forwarded those emails to, to Dixie. I was like, she's got to see this. I was like, more, more Jessica McClendon for yeah, me. Right? Overacting here. It was pretty much like that. I mean, that was, <laughs> Pretty much the way I like it. It's embarrassing, but yeah, I did that. See, that just made me sweat when she validated that. I <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you guys for having me. And if anybody has any questions, we're going to make it super simple. They can go to designandstylepodcast.com, click on design and style, not design and style too, and we'll have everything in the show notes for you. Yay! Oh my gosh, it was so fun. (laughs) We love hanging out. We're looking forward to uh, more collaborations. Yes, please. 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.